<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hit it! All right, so the Democrats have blown up the franchise. So now what? Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold today's edition of the Ledger Report. San Diego, one anchor man was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. tape. Charlton Heston, prophetic words now, uttered in the 1968 movie Planet of the Apes. This is the final scene. You all remember that, right? I remember it as a seven-year-old, and the Statue of Liberty is buried up to the arm, and that you can only see the arm about chest high. Buried in the sand at some beach, some beach off of New York, uh, because it turned out that Charlton Heston was not on some space mission to another planet. He had actually never left planet Earth, and it hit him right then that, that the people who preceded him blew up the greatest country on the planet. And so that's what we're witnessing now, real time. The destruction of the greatest country on the planet. Frankly, we've been living it now for what? Rapidly speaking, over the last couple, three decades. Uh, Certainly it has been the plan by the radical left since Woodrow Wilson. So for more than 100 years, this has been the plan. But what we're seeing now is the napalmed version of, of the fire, of, of burning it down. And that's what the Democrat Party, the modern Democrat Party is. It is the party of burning down all of our institutions, all of our history, burning down our Judeo-Christian foundation. And certain areas of the United States, like California, is... Uh, a vision into the future of what the rest of the United States might look like if it's not stopped. I have a story here. You're not going to believe it. Uh, what a, a law that they passed in San Francisco. But it's emblematic of where this country is headed. If I had said to you 10 years ago that 
the economy was going to be shut down over a virus, over a government response to a virus, you would have said, you're out of your mind. You would have said, there's no way. A virus? Oh, even if it's the Black Plague, we wouldn't shut down the economy. We would deal with it as Americans. But no, we're living in 2020 now. And in 2020, we have dumbed down the majority of the electorate. And how do we know this? Because Joe Biden ostensibly got 70 million votes. And that's a majority, apparently, in the popular vote over Donald Trump, which is Donald Trump is somewhere in the neighborhood of 65, 66 million votes, last I checked. And the rest of the Americans, um, that would be the majority of the population, apparently doesn't vote, which is even more stupid, right? I mean, you're talking the total universe of 130,000 votes, between the two 140,000 votes, there are 330 million Americans in there. We've got to subtract for people under the age of 18. That means there's a chunk of this country that's not engaged, that's not participating. And people say, oh, well, well, then they have no right to complain. Okay, well, that's fine. That's rather anecdotal. But aren't they part of the problem? If they're not educated about the Constitution and about how our guys died on Iwo Jima and how we fought a civil war for this franchise, then aren't they part of the problem? They're just as much, in my opinion, part of the problem as the 70 million, 71 million that ostensibly voted for Joe Biden. This is the franchise This is what the framers of the Constitution and those who fought the Revolutionary War went to the mat for. Our precious right to vote. One person, one vote. It has been effectively destroyed in this election cycle. In the name of caring about the health of 140 million Americans who actually voted, they have crushed the franchise, just like they crushed the economy, which is now struggling to come back. They crushed the franchise, they being the the modern Democrat Party, with the accomplices in the mainstream media the assistants in the mainstream media who are saying out there, oh, well, there's no uh, evidence, and the president comes out, he's got no hard evidence of uh, voter fraud. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? I have been reporting for years now about people being registered to vote in North Carolina and in Virginia, and then they vote in both states. That's not anecdotal. It's in the thousands. It's in some cases in the tens of thousands. In Los Angeles County, there are more registered voters than there are people. That is not anecdotal. That is a messed up voter roll. We're hearing in Wisconsin. Voter turnout, 90%, 89%, 90%. (laughs) That doesn't jive with the facts that I just 
relayed to you, and that is the universe of votes is 140 million, somewhere in the neighborhood of 100, about that figure, maybe 120, 140 million Americans did not vote. That's not an 89% turnout. It's not. It's not even close. I mean, we'll be lucky if we hit 50% turnout. That would be rather historic. This was a historic turnout. But the odds are, I don't know, I haven't checked the numbers. There's been just so much stuff going on. And so I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I've got to be a realist. And I've always been truthful with you. And the truth is, as Charlton Heston says, the maniacs blew it up. They have blown it up. And now it's going to be almost impossible without taking some radical moves. Almost impossible to put this genie back in the bottle. I do have a plan. Being the eternal optimist, I do have a plan. Like I have a plan for California that is doable and is based on the Constitution, both the federal Constitution and the state Constitution of California, I have a plan for all 50 states at the federal level to fix this. It's a a relatively simple fix. Uh, Getting there is not going to be simple. You know... It's like waiting for, for Christmas Day as a child and Christmas Day keep being put off a day or two or a week or a month. This is kind of the scenario that we're facing here right now. I, I can see Christmas Day, but I can't get there. We can get there as a people. We can get to Christmas Day and fix this. And repair the franchise. It is repairable. Somebody wrote on social media because I posted that clip from Planet of the Apes and Charlton Heston. And the Statue of Liberty, two-thirds buried in the sand. They posted, are you giving up, Graham? I'm not giving up. I'm a fighter. I'm a realist, but I'm a fighter. And so is Donald Trump. And God bless him, fight every step of the way. There is time to fight. That's all we can do. Fight or flight. This is the scenario that millions of constitutional and conservative Californians are facing. It's fight or flight. Unfortunately, as we have seen from the election results in Arizona in particular, Too many Californians who are not constitutional, who are anti-constitutional, who voted for Gavin Newsom and applaud Gavin Newsom, apparently have moved to Arizona, apparently have moved to Texas, and have now corrupted those states. Texas, the margin between Joe Biden and Donald Trump was, I think, last I checked, around 400,000 votes in a universe of 11 million. And if you go back in time in the 2016 election, 2012, 2008, 2004, you can see the slow erosion of the Lone Star State potentially going from red to blue. 
and it may not even hit a purple stage, folks, if 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 this continues, if the trend continues. I mean, a separation of 400,000 votes in Texas. That's not a it's not a great sign. And as we have said before, if Texas goes blue, it's over. You'll never elect a Republican president again. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I'm not. But this is the truth. This is the unvarnished truth. And so we're in a situation right now where we can fight or flight. Now, flight on a national level, I don't know where I don't know where we go to. <laughs> At least we still have the choices. If you live in California, you can go to Montana or you can go to uh, Idaho. A lot of Californians who are constitutional are going to Idaho, for example. Um, we still have that ability in this country. So we still have the ability of flight within the United States, within uh, the borders of the 50 states. I hesitated there because Hawaii is pretty bad. Hawaii is off the charts. And Alaska is Alaska. God bless Alaska. And God bless everybody in Alaska. But it's a, it's a different way of life, obviously. So within the contiguous United States, we still have a choice of mobility within the states. And Alaska and Hawaii, if you choose. So if you don't like what's happened in Georgia which is unbelievable to me. It's unbelievable what we are witnessing in Georgia in terms of the election results. Not, not just the hanky-panky that's going on, but just that it's that close. It's unbelievable to me, but, but that's where we are. Florida still exists in a conservative sense, in a conservative manner, and God bless the Hispanic bloc in the Miami-Dade area that that apparently went strong for Donald Trump. I'll more on that in a minute. Um, but Florida's hanging by a thread. Florida goes, where's the firewall for a Republican presidential candidate exactly? And so if, if any of these firewalls fall, Texas, Florida, what you're going to see is the, the modern Republican Party you're going to see candidates like you see in California, like the mayor of San Diego, who calls himself a Republican. He's a registered Republican, but he's a rhino. You're going to see that over, and you're going to see the Chris Christie's come out. The Chris Christie's, who is now out there saying, oh, I don't see any evidence of voter fraud. Open your eyes. Why don't you stop eating for a minute, Chris? And open your eyeballs. It's not too hard to find. The president knows about it. Roll tape. And uh, there are many instances which will be reported very shortly. There's tremendous litigation going on. And this is a case where they're trying to steal an election. Stop tape. Well, uh, they're stealing it right before our eyes. They're stealing an election. They're stealing the franchise. There are countless cases, not anecdotal. And you have these news people, so-called journalists, go on television and they question the Trump people and they say, well, there's no evidence. And then, and then they, they report this, this poor man, Donald Trump. He says, yes, there's evidence of voter fraud. They're going to court with it. But the media will regurgitate the Democrat talking points and say, there's no evidence. It's mind boggling. 
Because there is, this is like the Hunter Biden story, right? Completely ignored, completely full of abuse of the system and probable crimes against the state being the United States. Completely ignored by the mainstream media. Massive cases of voter fraud and and election lack of integrity. And I just got off the phone with my good friend Ruth Weiss at the Election Integrity Project. And you can just hear in her voice is exasperation. I talked with her about some solutions. I, I, I want to talk about that. But there are multiple cases of voter fraud in this election cycle. But there have been thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of cases over the last three, four, five, six years. We knew this was coming. The president knew this was coming. That mail-in ballot neuters voter ID. This is the Democrat way of absolutely neutering voter ID. Right? Because it obliterates voter ID. The fact that we've gone to an all-mail-in ballot election, pretty much. I don't know what the percentage is going to be. What is it? 60%? By the time election day rolled around, there were 100 million votes in a universe of universe of uh, 140 million? That's well over 50%, ladies and gentlemen. It obliterates voter ID. So all these states that have voter ID laws, wiped out. Wiped out because any monkey can fill out the ballot. And we see ballots coming in at the last minute with just the president checked. Joe Biden, nothing else down ballot. Gee, that's not suspicious. In Wisconsin, or no, it was Michigan, where all these votes came in and they were all for Joe Biden. Gee, that's not suspicious. They, they keep the, the, the observers away who are supposed to be keeping track of what's going on in places like Philadelphia and in Detroit. They keep them away and then put pieces of cardboard up so they block their view. This is... This is banana republic, third world crap. And so congratulations, Democrats. Congratulations. You have turned the greatest country on the planet into a third world, cheap, banana republic in terms of the franchise. Way to go. What's the difference between what we're seeing now and Venezuela? I don't see any difference. You know, it's the old Marxists who used to say, and people attribute this to Stalin, doesn't really matter. The point is the statement, and the statement is very simple. Communists, the way they think, socialist, communist, Marxist. It's not who votes, it's who counts the votes. It's not who votes, it's who counts the votes. And so they're counting the way they want to count in Philadelphia right now. And they're counting the way they want to count in North Carolina right now. And in these other states that are in play, in Arizona, they're counting the way they want to count them. You can see the exasperation. Just one story. Just one story. Nevada Republican Party sends criminal referral to DOJ alleging thousands of cases of voter fraud. 
apparently Nevada has some sort of law that if you don't reside in the state for 30 days, 30 consecutive days, you're not allowed to vote. In other words, they're trying to keep people from carpetbagging and voting, right? It's a fairly simple concept. I kind of like it. Although there are people, you know, who split their time in states, so it's, it's difficult. If every state did that, you wouldn't have a place to vote, right? Um, so, okay, it is what it is for Nevada. So apparently there's thousands of cases of that being violated, among other nefarious activity that's going on in the Silver State. And so for Chris Christie and Mitt Romney, who are saying, let the process play out. Hands off, Mr. President. Are you out of your mind? We need to fight for the franchise. We have got to fight for the Constitution. And yes, we have to fight for the right of Donald Trump to get a fair election because it is not fair what is happening right now. It's not. And it's disgusting, frankly. More from the president. Roll tape. The 11th Circuit ruled that in Georgia the votes have been in by the election day, that they should be in by election day, and they weren't. Votes are coming. Stop tape. See, that's, that's the problem, right? You have the courts weighing in on a matter that they have no say in. None. Article 2, Section 1 reads, very simply, each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct a number of electors equal to the whole number of senators and representatives to which the state may be entitled in the Congress. The bottom line is, the important part of this statement is, when choosing a president of the United States, the framers of the Constitution made it clear that the legislature thereof shall be in charge of the situation. So, what kind of legislature exists in Georgia? Well, lo and behold, it's a Republican legislature. Where in the hell are you, Georgia legislators? And you see what's going on in Pennsylvania? Same thing. Guess what? Pennsylvania has a Republican-led legislature. Yet they let the courts get away with what the courts are getting away with. And they let this scumball Murphy call the shots and use minions below him. The attorney general on down in Pennsylvania. And particularly, of course, in Philadelphia, where we all know they play above board politics in Philadelphia, right? Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Michigan has a Republican legislature. Wisconsin has a Republican legislature. Arizona has a Republican legislature. All of these states, I've been on this program a month ago begging them to get their act together, pass the laws, reinforce the laws, stake your constitutional claim. The governor has no role here. The courts have no role here. Why do we want this thrown into court? Donald Trump is trying to seek relief in court because he deserves relief. He has no other place to go because these legislatures are not stepping up.
What? People are asking, where is the Department of Justice? Okay, the DOJ needs to go after voter fraud, like the instance I just quoted in Nevada. Great, fine, wonderful. But it's not the DOJ's role here either. This is the role of the legislatures. And the Pennsylvania legislature, shame on you for allowing this to happen in your state. Georgia legislature, shame on you for allowing this to happen in your state. Votes being counted after election day when they're not supposed to be. Apparently, the Republican Party at the state level is not unlike the Republican Party at the federal level, writ large. Not everybody, but most of them. Apparently, they have no huevos. So apparently, if you are a constitutionalist, as I am, a conservative, as I am, someone who cares about this republic, as I do, someone who cares about the future of this republic, as I do, someone who cares about the future for my daughter, we're going to have to do the heavy lifting. We're going to have to be the leaders here. And you've heard me talk about the citizen solution to an out-of-control government. Well, we can apply that citizen's solution to an out-of-control attack on government. And that is the Article 5 Convention of the States. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what else we can do here. Because Donald Trump is either going to be gone now or four years from now, and we're going to have to pick up the pieces after him. He's not going to be around forever. And God bless him for trying to clean up the swamp, but the swamp is still there. And so it's going to be up to us. What we're seeing now in this electoral mayhem is the swamp now spread beyond Washington, D.C. The swamp has now spread beyond the borders of the District of Columbia. The swamp has now invaded Georgia. The swamp has now invaded, certainly it's crept into Virginia a long time ago, but it's crept into parts and maybe all of North Carolina at this point. I don't know. The swamp has certainly invaded Pennsylvania. I'm looking at this from an electoral standpoint. The swamp has spread well beyond Washington, D.C., and Donald Trump can't simply, he's one man. He can only do so much. It's going to be up to us, we the people. And these, these state houses are mind-boggling to me that they have not risen to the occasion. We were firing off the warning flares a month ago, in Pennsylvania in particular. And look where we are. What the hell are you people thinking? You could have nipped this in the bud. You could have said, hey, Governor, stay the hell out. Hey, uh, Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, stay the hell out. And frankly, the Supreme Court of the United States, stay the hell out. Nowhere in here is the Supreme Court of any state or the highest court in the land. Nowhere in here is Governor Wolf. All right, so what's the solution? Well... If we stick to Article 5, and listen, if you have a better idea, I want to hear about it. I, you know, I hear people say, oh, elect good people. Just elect good people. Hasn't worked, guys. You know, we've elected some good people. I think When I think of electing good people, I think of 
Uh, Mike Lee and Ted Cruz, for example, they're good people. And we've elected them and they've been solid. Yeah, I haven't agreed with them 100% of the time, but 95, 99% of the time, they've been solid, solid constitutionalists. All right. But it's not enough. If we had 100 Mike Lees in the Senate, okay. If we had 100 Mike Lees in the Senate and 435 in the House of Representatives, okay, maybe. But it's not going to happen. Do you see who the Democrats are, are sending to Congress in this, this freshman class they have? More radicals. More radicals. More members of the squad. All right, so... Article 5, I have talked about, and I have said that we can use Article 5 to um, place term limits on members of Congress and the United States Supreme Court. That's a great start right there. And a balanced budget amendment, among other changes that I would affect. Hey, listen, if we can amend the Constitution to prohibit alcohol and then a few years later amend the Constitution to say alcohol is fine... I think we can find a 28th Amendment that requires a balanced budget, don't you think? Isn't that a little more important than banning alcohol? For crying out loud, this is doable, ladies and gentlemen. This is doable. And so now we got to add this. And this is the electoral fix. And it's very simple and it's nothing earth-shattering. But... We've got to bring it all together on a national level. Clearly, on a state level, it's not going to work. So we need a constitutional amendment that does certain things to protect our franchise. And number one would be voter ID required at the point of voting, period. Now, some people would like it at the voter uh, point of registration, which is fine. I mean, that would be double, right? It would be two layers of preventing voter fraud. Um. So voter ID, a, a constitutional amendment that requires national voter ID. Oh, if I can't get an ID, well, then you can't buy beer either. Well, what if I can't get an ID? Well, then you can't fly on an airplane. Well, what if I can't get voter ID? Well, then you can't open a bank account, can you? Every functioning human being in this country can get an ID one way or another. And some states offer it free, right? That's the solution. Free voter ID. So wonderful. Voter ID. That's one. Number two would be 8 p.m. local time. The polls close. And no more ballots are accepted. I don't care. I don't care. If the postman did not deliver it, it's not going to be accepted. Period. If you're not smart enough to get it in the mail on time, then tough. What about, uh, what about military? Well, you know what? I think that we can accommodate the military in other ways, like maybe get their ballots early to them. So there's enough time. These are simple, rational solutions. 8 p.m. local time, curtain comes down, and you got to certify. I would throw in there, you got to certify these ballots within 24 hours. I don't know. Most of it's electronic, isn't it? Now, that's open 
for discussion because I'm not an expert in this certification process. Right now, certification doesn't take place in this election until December 14th. That's a long way off. What can happen between now and December 14th? Well, you can count a lot of dangling Chad, huh, Al Gore? It's exactly what he did in 2000. Who knows how long this thing is going to be played out. But the point is, we are harming the franchise by dragging this thing out. Donald Trump deserves his day in court under the system that we have now. But we've got to fix this system. And that's my point. And that's why I believe we could use Article 5 to fix it. Yes to mail-in ballots. uh, So-called absentee ballots. However, I would throw a little curveball in there. If you want to do a mail-in ballot, you must have it notarized. Period. End of story. And if the mail-in ballot is not notarized, then it will not be counted. It's that simple. Okay? Notarized? Well, what if we don't have access to a notary? Well, then go and vote on election day. Well, Uh, My good friend Ruth Weiss would like to throw one more in this uh, amendment to the Constitution. We'll call it the 28th Amendment, 29th, depending on which one goes first. Uh, She says she would like to have a day where all voter registration is wiped out across the board in all 50 states, and we have to re-register. Now, that would clean the voter rolls. I don't, I think, you know, hey, I'm for it. I'm for it. I just think there might be some problems uh, with that. So this is my solution. And I will leave you with some good news. And the good news is this headline out of media. Catastrophic erosion in Hispanic support led to Democrat struggle for congressional wins. This is according to the Cook Report. So in other words, the media is in a panic. Because they're looking at the numbers and they're looking how well Donald Trump scored with especially Hispanics. But he scored well with blacks, too. And this is the, the line that says it all. The assessment tracks, this is from the New York Times, estimates finding President Donald Trump's share of the vote increased among every group in three swing states compared to 2016, with the exception of white voters and those over the age of 65. The data taken from votes counted in Florida, Georgia, North Carolina as of Thursday morning showed Trump's support from majority Hispanic neighborhoods had grown by 11.5% and by 13% in Cuban Neighborhoods. His support also grew similarly in black neighborhoods by 2%. So Donald Trump scored better than he did in 2016 among minorities, with so-called minorities. Hispanics are not minorities in places like California, are they? They're actually the majority. Uh, it's a plurality majority, if you know what I mean. Um, but the bottom line is, this is a silver lining in, in and this has not been a bad election. You know, the, the Republicans picked up five seats and they're going to hold the Senate, looks like, uh, and hopefully hold the White House. So the, the blue wave never happened. And you can thank Donald Trump for that. And the coattails that other politicians rode to victory, including this increase in support 
among Hispanics, and in particular in South Florida, and in particular along certain counties in Texas, border counties in Texas, that went conservative, that went constitutional, that went Trump. And so I would say to states like Texas, all of Texas, Arizona, and especially California, you Republican leadership people, you need to pay attention to what happened here. Because here is your secret sauce. Here is your solution. There's a a placard that goes around in California. I've seen it from time to time. It says Hispanic values are Republican values. And that's the truth. This is the key to unlocking a bright future for the Republican Party. And if you don't, you're going to get more situations like this one out of San Francisco. San Francisco voters, you're not going to believe this. San Francisco voters pass, quote, overpaid executive tax. That's right. They have figured out a surcharge, an, an extra tax on CEOs who make X amount more than their employees. And they've actually come up with a formula. The new tax would add 0.1% tax on companies whose executives earn 100 times more than the average worker. So if a, if a worker makes $40,000 a year and the CEO makes $4 million, then they're going to pay this extra tax. <laughs> the surcharge increases by 0.1% per factor of 100, topping out at 0.6%. So you can pay a a penalty of 0.6% extra tax. If you're a company in San Francisco that happens to reward good work, this is the future, ladies and gentlemen, of the United States if we don't stop this now, if we don't correct what's going on, if we don't do a course correction in terms of the franchise. This all comes back to the franchise. This is the future. I've talked about how there is no maximum wage. There's a minimum wage with no maximum wage. Well, this is the maximum wage. In a free market society, this is the death knell to capitalism, to the free market society. When you start capping what people can earn, the highest amounts. This is a cap on earnings. This is punishing success. And so that's where we're headed as a country. If we don't make these structural changes that I'm talking about now, if we don't make these at the national level and then at the state level, more granular if, if we don't do both of these, I don't know where this country is going to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now. It's not going to be a, a pretty place. We have turned our electoral process into a third world-like system. That's what we're looking at right now. And so I asked the question in my ledger register at GrahamLedger.com. And when you go to GrahamLedger.com, please see my plan, Fix California. And you can sign up for this here uh, podcast for free. Is the United States beyond the point of no return? I've asked it before. I'll, I'll ask it again. 
And if you like this podcast, please share it with your friends because I'm trying to keep doing this. And I've got to figure out a way to monetize it. And if you keep sharing it with your friends, then uh, monetization um, will happen. And so I want to leave on a positive note. I am not a Debbie Downer. I, I believe in this country, and I believe that the framers of the Constitution were way smarter than the people destroying it, and that if we can use the Constitution the way they gave it to us and, and wanted us to use it, we can fix this mess. Because right now, as Charlton Heston said more than 50 years ago in Planet of the Apes at the end, the maniacs have blown up our franchise. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, if today you hear his voice, harden not your heart.